Hi there. Thanks for joining us. My name is Kelly Darty, and in this episode, we will be talking with one of our newer teachers. I say new because from my perspective, he is new, uh, but he's actually been on staff for, I think it's been oh, almost seven years now, and his name is Connor Patterson. Hi, Connor. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Um, you know, it's exciting uh, for me to, to talk with you guys individually, just to hear, you know, more of your background and to hear, you know, where the Lord's taking you, where you are now. Uh, because, especially with people like you, because I knew you when you were a kid. You know, you were a camper, you showed up, you know, you, you were the one that used to wear the hat crooked. And I, uh, I used to give you the nickname Crooked Hat Kid. But uh, and I don't think you could ever understand the humor in that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about that until I came to Bible school. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, you were a camper, and then uh, you then you became a student, and uh, and after that you went off to college and uh, ended up being here on permanent staff. But uh, the reason I, I wanted to to take some time like this is because you know a lot of our alumni know who you are because, like I said, you've been here for seven years, but. But uh, the Hill's been a lot around for a lot longer than that. So there's a lot of alumni that don't know you and, and some of the other staff, uh, the, well, most of the staff, because uh, th- there's been a, a lot of changes in the last uh, six, seven years. And I thought it would be good for the, the older alumni to get to know the, the present staff. And uh, to because I remember when I was a, a student leaving here, three years after leaving here, the staff completely changed over. Mm. And I felt a little bit disconnected with the ministry here. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things we hope to do with our alumni ministry is to keep people connected and up, updated with what's going on. Uh, so anyway, Connor, uh, for those people who don't know you, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your childhood and, uh, and, and, and how you um, actually became to, uh, came to know the Lord? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from uh, just right down the road in San Antonio, Texas, born and raised. Um, most people would never guess that about me. You know, they look at me and they, they think California, Colorado. Mm. Um, but yeah, I loved being from San Antonio. I was born and raised into a, a home that loved me, that, um, yeah, they, there's a very strong family, you know, desire there. But um, the church we were raised in was the Catholic church. And um, that just came from, mostly my dad's side of things. And um, growing up in the Catholic church, I mean, really my life on Sundays was going to mass, not wanting to be there and, you know, would really rather be anywhere else but church at that point. Um, And it, it really was a very empty, you know, thing to me. I knew there was a God. Um, I knew you know, that, that God was loving, but I really just didn't know, you know, what's the point of, of living for him, living in him really, you know, what his desire is for me now besides just to believe that, you know, he is present. So yeah, that was really my life, um, for the first 11, 12 years of my life. So Um, that's your, your mom, dad, and you have one sister. I have one sister who's, uh, five and a half years younger than me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Casey. And uh, so we were all raised in that. Um, when I was 11 or 12, though, that was the summer coming out of my fifth grade elementary years into going to middle school. You know, never a fun transition. It made a bit harder that summer when my parents sat me down and said that um, they were going to be pursuing a divorce. Mm. 
Mm. And, um, you know, that just really looking back on it was such a turning point in my life and not knowing it then, but, you know, hindsight being 2020, uh, seeing that, you know, was really tough and experiencing that was, was really hard for me. My, my, my dad moved out. So I lived with my mom, my sister from that point on. And uh, we saw my dad every other week and on the weekends and, and stuff. And he's very present in my life. And, and I knew he, you know, loved me and loved my sister and my mom the same. Um, but at that point we, we stopped going to church. Uh, you know, that was the breaking point of the Catholic church for us. And we just, you know, for, for a while, for a season, we kind of jumped around to different churches, tried some, some friends churches, but nothing really stuck because none of us really knew the Lord. So we, you know, quickly, you know, on Sundays became kind of apathetic about going and we just kind of stopped. But that was also the time that the Lord used my life for my best friend who was also in the Catholic church. Um, he heard about this camp mm. called his Hill ranch camp in comfort, Texas. And he called me up. He said, Connor, you want to go? And I said, listen, you're my best friend. Of course, you know, like he <laughs> <laughs> asked me to do anything. Like we're going to do it. Right. And so I said, yeah, let's, let's go. Not knowing anything about this place and not really needing to know anything about this place. Um, you know, he was going. And so I thought that'd be great. So we came and, uh, that was just maybe a month, you know, after my, my parents broke the news to that. So I wanted just to do anything mm-hmm. really than be at my house. And, uh, so when I came here, it was just such a breath of fresh air to be up here and I had a counselor named Gunter. Oh yeah, Gunter Herzog. Shout out if you're listening to this. You were awesome. I still, you know, remember our, our week up in Arc One, and that was that was really the time where I first heard in the devotions in the evenings that the Lord Jesus was more than just that guy on the cross. You know, more than just someone who just came and just you know died you know for our sins and period. You know that that being it. Uh, but but he died that we may live in his resurrected life. And so, you know, as a, as a 11, 12 year old, I didn't understand that much besides the point that, wow, he's living and he wants me to live for eternal life and, and, and believing in him. And, uh, and so I did that, that summer, that was such a simple, you know, act of faith. But, um, I really believe that's where I first came to know the Lord. And, uh, it was just, uh, I, I can't say, you know, I, I was, you know, changed when I got home. Nothing changed when I got home. My parents were still divorced, you know, and, and I was still struggling with how to, how to work through that. But that's, that was the starting point of the Lord really working in some hard times in my life to, to bring me to the knowledge of, of who he is. Okay. Um, I'd like to come back a little later and, and, and just revisit the whole topic of your parents' divorce and mm. some things that maybe you had to maybe a little bit more detail as far as what you're comfortable with, with just, just explaining what you had to work through and how, yeah. how the Lord's, what's, what the Lord has done in your heart with that. Now, because I know there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of our alumni and a lot of people who listen to, to, to the, the pod, podcast who are, who are associated with the ministry here that, you know, they, they've had to deal with the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it would, you know, it, it would be encouraging for them to hear just how the Lord's worked in your heart. But uh, so we'll come back to that in a little bit. And I appreciate your openness. You know, we talked about this before we uh, before we recorded this episode, and I wanted to make sure you were good with that. And you're very open about that. And I, I appreciate that. Um, now, h- how did you end up uh, becoming a student at His Hill? Yeah. Uh, well, so in, in those summers, um, 
you know, growing up from, from basically 12 to 18, when we weren't really going to church, um, after I came here for the first time, I just, I, I fell in love with this place. I, I really just wanted to be here as, as much as I possibly could. And so I'd come back every summer. Um, and then when I was 15, I heard about the junior staff program. And so I started working with the junior staff program and uh, did that from 15 to 18. So the, the summer that I graduated high school in San Antonio, I came up here and I think I had worked, I was working four, four weeks uh, that summer. And so a good bit of time, plus being a camper uh, one more time. And, you know, in my high school years, I had heard, especially when I was a junior and a senior, uh, about the possibility of Bible school. You know, Bible school students were my counselors, and I loved them. I, I, you know, I just thought the world of them. These were people unlike anybody I'd ever met before. And so they were great examples. But it, but it was really the, the junior staff program that really turned my attention, I think, to, to Bible school. And it was really through... Um, a couple different people and and one event that that happened, um, and so that that summer that I graduated high school, I was I was here and I had a roommate at the time, uh, who Stephen Forbes was his name, and he um, Stevie Weavy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening to this. <laughs> I hope so too. This would be fun. I actually got to have lunch with him not that long ago, and and just tell him about this story, him and his wife, and you know he was he was so sick. He was, he was a student that past year, and he was only staying for just a couple weeks. And, and in that time, just to help out, he got so sick. And I was his roommate. And for some reason, I didn't change rooms, or they didn't tell me to, <laughs> to move rooms. And so um, every night, you know, he, was, he would basically work up the strength to, like, just talk with me, mm. you know, about my day and how things were going. And, and as in the course of his recovery, we actually got to be pretty good friends over those couple weeks. And um, he just asked me a simple question. You know, have you ever considered coming to Bible school? No, absolutely not. I went to a high school of, you know, 4,000 people at the time, a public school in San Antonio, and that's just unheard of. Right. None of my family went. None of my friends went. I mean, if you didn't go to university in San Antonio, like, when, you know, coming out of that system of thought, you were going to wind up on the corner working at a gas station for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they drilled into you in third grade. You knew what college you were going to, in elementary school, you know, and your goal was that. So I said, no, <laughs> thanks, but, you know, no thanks. But, you know, he just kept, he was really persistent, just told me how how fun it was, just how, what he was learning, and just kind of the community aspect that he received here is unlike anything he'd ever experienced. And so it was interesting, and I, you know, I, I was asking questions, probably at that point more to be polite than anything. But um, in the course of that summer, there was another guy that I was, working alongside his name was Bryce and uh and Bryce I I think I was the only mobile which is so funny to think about now you know during those weeks because we would just drive around in his truck doing these different work projects and it's just me and him Mm. and it was really the first time I think someone actually really discipled me you know someone just took the time to ask me questions about really my personal life and what do you think about that? And why do you think that? Have you considered this? And, you know, no one ever asked me those questions really before. And uh, he really took a genuine interest in me. And I, I knew that. I, I felt that, you know. And so uh, when he brought up the same question, you know, have you ever considered Bible school? I was a little more open to it, but but still, no. You know, I have a plan. I'm going to Texas A&M. Like, that was my, the university of my choice. And that I was, I really believed I was doing. And uh, so... After that conversation, I was, I was a little more open to it, but was still, you know, how my heart set. And then the third person that I met was 
Kelly, yourself. <laughs> we were down at the tower. Uh, I guess I was here for so long that they trained me just to go down and help out at the uh, tower. Okay. You always put me on stairs. I forgive you. I loved it. <laughs> I, well, obviously, we didn't train. No. We didn't give you much training if we just had you doing that. Well, I did stairs and uh, and uh, the, the, the retrieve. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it probably was mostly retrieve, but uh, I had a little bit of stairs, and I thought it was the best thing ever. You know, it was... I, I was just a part of the team. You uh-huh. know, it really felt like. And, and one of those days I came down and uh, I guess I got there a little bit earlier before the campers got there at a transition. And we're all just kind of sitting in a circle talking about it. I can still remember it so clearly. And, you know, the conversation just kind of hit a lull and you just turned to me and you said, Connor, have you ever considered coming to Bible school? You know, and I just, in that moment, froze. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I don't think you've, you've ever spoken so directly, you know, to me. And, uh, I think I was super polite. I, you know, I said no. And I gave, you know, a really good answer of, you know, I got this, this and this going on in my life. And, and I think, you know, you were, you were super kind about it. You said, yeah, I, I think you should consider it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically I got back, I told Steven about, you know, that conversation. I said, you know, we wouldn't believe what Kelly told me. He said, same thing you told me. And he said to me, well, have you prayed about it? You know, we hear that in Christianity all the time, right? Just pray about it. Just pray about it. No one, I'd never heard that phrase before. You know, really, like, and I took it to heart. I think for the first time, I really prayed, like, God, is this something that you would want me to do? And not only, like, a week or, or two weeks later, I uh, I call my mom. I'm still here working at camp, and I, you know, I'm telling her about these conversations, thinking my mom is going to be like, Connor, come on, get a grip, you know? And uh, she said, you know, Connor, I think you should really consider this. Mm. And my mom was, again, not walking with the Lord at the time. Wow. I was thinking, what? Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and well, part of the reason was, she said, because well, I called Texas A&M, you know, on your behalf, because I figured we hadn't heard from them in a while. And my mom being just an awesome mom, you know, just like, I'm going to help out my son. So, yeah, she gives them a call. And, well, there's no paperwork. <laughs> There is no record of me even applying to this university. It's like, Connor, who, you know? And they made sure, like, my name was typed out right, everything. But there is nothing about me being there. Well, I I was so convinced that I had bought an apartment with a couple of guys. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, we were were committed. And so she said, you know, the best they could do for you is to try to get you in at, um, at the January term. But right now, you have no other option. I said, well, Wow. You know, that was my whole life that just yeah. really felt like just crumbled right before me. And so I think it was that night, you know, I came back to the Lord and I was you know, praying about it again. I said, okay, God, I think this is what you would have me to do. And really it was for the first time I said, you know, in a more roundabout way, but my life is not my own. Maybe my life is, is more than what I plan for myself. What would you have me to do? And so I applied to Bible school thinking, well, maybe there's a chance I don't get in. Well, I think it was like two days later I get accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Genevieve comes over and just hands me my acceptance letter right there in the fish house. And I just thought to myself, oh boy, I'm going to Bible school. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what year was that that you came? That was the fall of 2009. Okay. 2009. And then you sure didn't expect this you know, c- coming here for the, your year of Bible school, but you stayed for a second year. I stayed for a second year. Um, you know, when I was here, I loved it. My life was just 
transformed by the Lord through his word and just his classes. It was sometime between Satish John and Bernard Briscoe from the real gentle, awesome storytelling of Satish to the firing thunder of Bernard. Um, the Lord just really changed me and I've just never been anywhere the same since then. Um, so I, you know, the, the rest of that year continues. I am just hungering and hungering for more. You know, I just want to know more and just really loving this community. And, uh, you know, I called my mom. I said, I, I kind of want to do a second year. You know, thinking, ah, if she's on board the first time, right? She goes, absolutely not. <laughs> it's time for you to go to university. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my mom's a great mom. She, you know, always wanted the best for me. And, um, and so it was like, you know, you had your time, you know, that was good for the moment, but, um, you know, it's time for you to go to university now. And, and she was, she was tough, mm. you know, and I, I was persistent, but, but she was tough. And, um, I mean, you know, it was one of Charlie's classes. He said, you know, the Lord uses your parents in your life so much. You know, they're, they're, if you're still living under their authority, you know, trust that the Lord is going to use that authority in your life. Right. Yeah. And so I said, oh boy, okay, well. I'm going to do that. And I told her that I, I, we were in the car. We were coming. I can't get just these, these memories are just so exact in my mind. We're right out there at 1604 and I 10 at the rim and, uh, coming up, you know, to, right by six flags. And I said, you know, mom, you are my authority. Obviously like I spent all my money coming to first year, you know, you would have to supply for something like this. And, um, I still live under your roof, you know, and, and I, I believe the Lord is going to use you in the decision you have, basically to, to help guide my future, you know? And, and so I, you know, I'd totally give this to you. If you think university is the best thing for me, let's do it. If you think, you know, maybe second year, obviously I'd be excited about that, you know, and that'd be great, but I trust you. And I, you know, looking back and, and having a conversation later with my mom, you know, down years down the road, that was, that was pivotal for her, you know, in her walk with the Lord, um, as, as, as well as mine. And I mean, she was, Speechless. Mm. She didn't say a word. My sister's in the back seat. You know, she's like, oh boy, like, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, she didn't know what to think about all this. And uh, she's speechless almost the whole ride. And the, the next day she called me and said, if you want to do second year, I I definitely support this. Wow, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, just thinking about your mom, you know, if, if people go to the website now and, and go to the, the media section and in one of the video clips, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll see your mom uh, give testimony to what it's, I think hers is what it's like to be a parent of a student. Bible right? student. Yeah. 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 yeah and it, it's really a powerful uh, video clip. Yeah. She is awesome. Uh, she is a huge supporter of, of Bible school here, you know, even, even now. And, you know, it, it was really our time at Bible school really helped transition her mm -hmm. and, you know, was, was big in her, her walk with the Lord. Well, you know, that that, that um, brings up a question of mine. Now, you said earlier that nobody in your family was walking with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you came to camp, you come to know the Lord. And so where where is the rest of your family now with Jesus? Yeah, so um, my sister, you know, is like I said, is five and a half years younger than me. She was pretty young when I first came to um, camp. But um, once I came to camp, she started coming to camp. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in Bible school, you know, she was still coming to camp and... I, she was, I think, is in a lot of a, a better place of mind than me. I think she came to know the Lord earlier in okay. camp than, than I did. So, yeah, she's walking with the Lord. She ended up going to Port and Torches for a year and then His Hill uh, for her second year of Bible school. And my mom came to know the Lord through us coming to Bible school. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, what are we studying? Why do we believe this? Um, so she's walking with the Lord. And my dad, yeah, I, I, I definitely think he, he, he knows the Lord. I think he's a, he's a believer. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's, you know, praise the Lord. That's really neat to see, you know, the, the just how things developed, you know, from, from there. Mm-hmm. And I think if I remember right, you know, you being here was kind of the catalyst for all of that, you know, just how the, how the seems, Lord worked in your heart. You know? It seems as such. Yeah. Which is just, again, it's not anything, you know, I did it's just a small at that act. Well, in that time, it seemed big. Mm-hmm. Looking back, you know, it was like a small act of obedience, and just the the transition, the the effect that the Lord used. Yeah, no, that's ripple, great. Ripple I think that's a, an incredible, uh, just testimony to to the Lord's love and mm-hmm. pursuit of us, and and how He is, you know, how He wants to meet us where we are and bring us to where, you know, He intends us, it always intended for us to be, and and mm-hmm. to walk with Him, and I, that's. Uh, you know that that's a great testimony. I appreciate that. Now, since we're talking a little bit about your family, we mentioned your mother and her being on the website. But now your sister. For people that have, you know, any of the paraphernalia from Ugh. you know from his hill, any of the t-shirts <laughs> or mugs or all of that actually comes from her. She's very gifted. Oh, you went with a very a, a lot better of a direction than I thought you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's also on, on our website. She's the the like. Face of our website when you land on that homepage. That's okay. my sister. Yeah, um, she's on all of our brochure brochures. Okay. She's on Port and Torches website. <laughs> you know, it's like all right, Casey. But yes, she is. Um, she she went to a TCU, graduated with a graphic design degree, and just took every ounce of creativity from our family genes. Mm. You know, left me with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and she got it all, and she's incredibly gifted. Every shirt we run through her, all of our designs, you know, we try to go through her. Um, she's she's awesome. Yeah. So I just wanted the listeners to 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 kind of make that connection too. If you have any of the any of the t shirts, hats, any of the paraphernalia that we've got, as well as I think also is it did she work with the logo, the present logo that we use now, or is that somebody else? Uh, she gave her input. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and just another side note that she's also is, is, has done the artwork and, and the design work for our family business. And, yeah. and it's, uh, she's very gifted. Um, so yeah, um, now after Bible school, you went to CIU and you kept coming back to work for the summers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm-hmm. you met somebody on one of those summers. I met somebody some 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to tell us about that. Jewel Lelani Faye Duick at that time. <laughs> yeah, she was a good friend of um, one of my really good friends here at Bible School, and he was staying for camp after our second year, and he said, hey, my friend Jewel's coming. Didn't think twice of it, you know, didn't think anything about it uh, until I saw her. You know, I, I was in the fish house sitting right underneath the clock. If, you, if, you, if you're familiar where the fish house is and, you know, the dining hall and that layout there, I'm sitting right there before our Sunday camp staff meeting. I got here about three weeks late. And uh, she walks into the room through the courtyard door, and she rounds that corner. And is like, bam! Who is that girl? And I, I, just, I instinctively knew that's Jewel. Whoa! <laughs> I look over <laughs> my friend. You know, like you didn't tell me about <laughs> Jewel. So uh, you know, I walk over and and uh, try to be a cool cat out there to be sophisticated. I, I grab her sunglasses. I put them on. She is, you know way cooler than me. And she turns and looks at me and she goes, man, you wear those better than me. And I didn't know what to do. I took those sunglasses off. I put them on the table, said, thank you. I'm Connor and walked away. (laughs) I did not expect that. 
you know, from her. And uh, so, yeah, that was 2011. We we met and uh, got to know each other at the end of that summer a lot more. Uh, we continued conversation. Things had uh, taken a, a bit of a split for us uh, around Thanksgiving of that year, 2011. And, yeah, you know, really, by, by God's grace, it, it was nothing we planned or even tried to bring back together. We both came back for the summer of 2012 individually on our own accord to, to be here for camp to serve the Lord. Um, I was coming back because John was was the camp director in his first year, and I wanted to, as a as a program director, try to help that transition for him. Mm. And uh, and Jewel was coming back to to really disciple girls in not finding their worth in guys, mm. you know. And that was kind of what she had learned through our our split up during that that season of life. And mm-hmm. again, by God's grace, she was favorable toward me when I brought it back up, and uh, that was 2012. And I haven't looked back since. What year did you get married? 2014. Okay. Yeah, right outside of uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Okay. And you guys have a growing family. We have a growing family. Praise God. Um, we are just so blessed and encouraged in our walk with him just by looking at their faces. Uh, Brielle, our daughter, is about to be two years old, and she is just a spunky little girl. I mean, she has got all the spice of life. And uh, our son, he's about to be six months, and he is just a heartbreaker with his sweetness. He just has the biggest smile. He gives it so graciously mm. to anybody who holds him. Uh, he just cuddles in, looks up at you, these big, big blue eyes, and just gives you a smile. Just well, melts our heart. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys are uh, you're, you're very relational with the students. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, you um, you know one of the the strengths of the ministry here, uh, if not, you know, a lot of people think about classes, and of course, the classes are very important. But uh, I, you know, the, it's a discipleship program, and so you know, for people that don't understand what goes on here, there's a, the student body is on campus. Uh, we don't really have very seldom do we have anybody any student that lives off campus. Mm-hmm. It's very much the exception. We can probably count on one hand and have a f- couple of fingers left over how many times that's actually happened over the history of his hill. But um, but it's it's very relational. So all the students live on campus, but also all of the staff for the most part. I'm I'm part time staff, but just live in comfort. So that's not too far, but. <laughs> But uh, but the staff is actually here. So students are in the homes all the time. Staff are in the dorms. Uh, you know, there's they're going out. You know, playing basketball together. They're you know watching movies together. Going out mm-hmm. to eat together, and it's it's a very intense discipleship time. And uh, and you know, and you and Jewel have have uh, purposefully. You know, you I think you've thought through how you want to spend time with the students, and and you pursue them. And so that's you know that's encouraging to see. And uh, so you've been on staff now for, is it six and a half years? This is our seventh. Okay, yeah. so this is seven years. And what's your position here? Well, well a, you know what? Before we get okay. there, why don't yeah. you tell us how you ended up coming on staff? Yeah, yeah. Every every time I try to come around to his hill, it's, it's always some through some very unique, you know, not easy set of circumstances, it feels like. Um, but I was at uh, CIU. I was studying to be a Bible teacher. And uh, I was applying to different Christian schools in San Antonio. My, my kind of dream was to be a, a Bible teacher and a coach, soccer coach. And if I could teach history on the side, that'd be even better. Okay. So I was applying around, um, and one Tuesday night, 
I'm in one of my good friend's dorm room and it's nine o'clock at night and I look at my phone and it's Charlie McCall. <laughs> I looked at my friend and said, hey, Charlie's butt dialing me. <laughs> he has no idea. And so I answered the phone not, already laughing. Not, not that that couldn't happen. No. <laughs> not that that hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, uh, and so I answered the phone laughing. You know, hey, Charlie. You know, not expecting to hear anything. He goes, Connor, how's it going? Oh, you know, I just <laughs> get stiff as a board. <laughs> Charlie's never called me, you know, when I was yeah. a student. You know, we, he's never did that. So, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. How can I help you? You know, what's, what's going on? And um, so he offered um, what I thought at the time was a position for Jewel. Now, we're not married yet, but he hears that we're going to be engaged soon. Mm-hmm. How he heard that? No idea. We're going to be engaged soon, and, uh, and he liked Jewel to come on staff to be the camp secretary. Well, that's kind of all he says. Well, let, let me interrupt you for just a second here. <laughs> Because this is sounding very familiar to me. <laughs> the, the, I got a call from Charlie one, one time, and, uh, and his question was whether or not Arlene would be interested in coming on staff as the Bible school registrar. Mm. And then he said, and we'll just find something for you to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's actually how we ended up on staff. Uh, my first office was in the old in the craft room, in the old tape room, in the closet back over there. No air condition. There was a phone, and uh, wow. and that's how we ended up here. And it was Man. only a six month commitment, but we ended up being here for twenty three years. Yeah. So th- that's interesting that that he would call you about Jewel. But anyway, go ahead. Very similar. Yeah. Eerily similar. Yeah. Well, I don't even think he mentioned anything about me, and because because <laughs> I left that phone call being like, wow, that would be incredible, but what am I going to do? You know, like, I'm not a maintenance guy. Uh-huh. You know, I grew up in the suburbs of San Antonio. My most work experience, maintenance-wise, is when I was a student here on work days, you know, and that was not a lot going on. And so I thought, well, that's going to be a big drive for me to go into San Antonio and work. I just was so unfamiliar about how the staff works here, not knowing that, you know, when you're on staff here, you're, you're really both very invested here. So... I called him back. I said, thanks, but no thanks. Mm. You know, I, I, I talked with Jewel about it, tried to get a little bit of a read on it, and, um, you know, it did not look like something that would work out for us. And so I gave him a call, and at that time I was talking with John, John Forrest, who was here, and I said, um, yeah, John, you won't believe it, but, you know, Charlie called me, and this is what he said. And John goes, well, I actually don't think that's what he meant. I said, really? He goes, yeah, no, you would be teaching here and jewel would be you know the camp secretary i said what charlie or john he didn't say that you know and he's like okay hold on just wait out a couple days let me know if you hear back from charlie you know so i hang up the phone really confused you know don't know what's going to happen and sure enough the next day yeah i get a phone call from charlie again and uh he's like god I, I might have uh not communicated clearly here, but <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, we would, we would want to have Jewel as, you know, the camp secretary. That's our most immediate need. And, and we have classes that I think you could pick up as well. And, and we'd love to have you teach. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was my major. And, and that was something that was completely unexpected. You know, we didn't seek it out. We didn't apply. You know, there was no phone call besides Charlie's just pursuit, you yeah. know, of us. And I said, 
wow, this is the best case scenario, you know, for, for Jewel coming across the border and everything. And it just, it, it worked out so much better on every possible way than any other job I was pursuing mm. in San Antonio. I mean, I still think back to that and just am so humbled. Mm. You know, the Lord just knows us so much better than even our best pursuits of, for him. You know, like I'm, I'm doing this, you know, and this is going to be good for you. And he's like, I got so much, I got something so much better. Yeah. If you want to trust me, you know? And so we trusted him. We came on staff in 2014. We got married in, in um, August, 2014, came on staff in September. Okay. 2014, living at the lighthouse. We're still there and uh, just loving every minute of it. Yeah. And just recently had it remodeled. Redone. Yeah. So if you, um, have yeah, been for, through for people who hill. know the area, yeah, yeah that definitely come yeah. by and check it out. It's, it's it's expanded toward the road about thirteen feet. And, 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 and for people that that don't know right away, that the lighthouse is the one that we used to always call the A frame, even though it wasn't really an A frame. Mm. It just looked like one from yeah. the road. Yeah, and and so yeah, so go ahead tell how it's been. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just incredible um, how much that they were able to do in such a short amount of time as well. And they, yeah, expanded 13 feet out toward the road. They dug into the rock, you know, because there's a hill here, and uh, carved that all out. Um, downstairs, they made a master bedroom and a master bathroom. So now there's two bathrooms. And uh, made a hallway that goes through it, kind of right where the bathroom used to be, right through there. So there's still a bathroom downstairs uh, for guests, now master bathroom. And then upstairs, they just did the same thing, expanded out, you know, that 13 feet. And, um, it's just a really big master or yeah, master guest room. Yeah. You know, if you will. Yeah. There. They did a really good job. It looks good. Awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's completely, uh, different. It's uh, way more usable for you, you guys as a family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then of course it has the incredible location with that view and, and close to everything. Well, and that was really something that we, we, when we talked to Charlie about it, you know, we love where we're at you know, mm-hmm. right in between the dorms, we could throw a rock and hit yeah. all the dorms, yeah. you know, and that's right where we wanted to be. Um, we love having students into our home. We love just having such direct access to the fish house, you know, all the meals there. Yeah. Just having students come over, even just to pick up our, you know, Brielle and go hang out with her. It's just so, so simple and, and easy. And yeah. uh, we just could not be more thankful for Charlie and his generosity for us. Yeah. You know, that is something that's really neat about the the community here is that our children, are uh, get to grow up with an incredible group of young people. Mm-hmm. You know these 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 young adults who come here with a heart for the Lord, and they really have an impact on our kids that they don't understand. Now yours are really young and and haven't fully you know uh, experienced that yet, but you can already see you know the care, the love, you know just the atmosphere that the kids are going to get to grow up in. Oh yeah, you know if if our children just experienced half the generosity that, you know, we've experienced, yeah. you know, since being here through our students and in their lives, you know, I'm grateful. We had, yeah. you know, last year we, we had a girl completely Abby Forbes, Stephen Forbes sister. Yeah. Actually <laughs> she on her own initiative just comes over every Sunday. She's like, can I just go and hang out with Brielle? Just wow. take her outside, walk around and you guys can nap or just do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. We're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, What's behind this? What's the catch? All year, you know, what's the catch here? And she just wanted just to be around our kids, you know, yeah. just want to be a part of our lives, you know, and same thing, you know, last year's students, they were just so intentional this year, so intentional, you know, how can we help you? How can we serve you? And, uh, you know, by being with our kids and they just love 
being able to be a part of a family atmosphere yeah. again, you know, and of course we're going to welcome that. Yeah. And it's a, it's a real blessing. I don't know if the students understand that, but it's throughout the year, the years that, that they have been such a blessing to us as staff. Oh man. And yeah. uh, you know, it, this is just really a, a unique it's, it's a unique community uh, where, it, you know, it's just, it's 24 seven, you know, being in a, in an area where people are uh, encouraging one another in Christ Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and it's pretty hard to, to hide things, you know, when you're in this community. Something else I think is funny about the His Hill community is it goes beyond just the present student body. You know, when, uh, you, you know, if somebody gets sick or if something happens here, people know all over the world within hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it, sometimes it can be quite scary how quickly people hear about what's going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, you know, what a neat thing to know that there's people all over the world that are connected, that care, and that are praying for each other. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it is, um, it, it, it's, a, it's really a blessing to be a part of something like this. Um, now, well, t- tell everybody what your, um, what is your position now? You came here being the um, program director uh, for camp, mm-hmm. and you were teaching. And that's changed a little bit for you. What what What's your position now? So I still, yeah, during the Bible school year, take on um, a number of different classes with the first years and second years. Um, I was taking over the retreats as well. I've been taking over the retreats as well, the Chill at the Hill that we have and the Father-Son Retreat. Still lead those. And then the summer, I, yeah, I came as program director, uh, kind of became assistant camp director. And as of last... January, not this past January, but the last one, right. uh, became camp director. Yeah, and uh, unbeknownst to me, I was taking that on in a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. You you became camp director, and then bam, right after the that, next month, yeah, we had a pandemic, so yeah. you didn't even have a chance to get your feet <laughs> wet. And uh, no, but I, I, I'll say this: you know, being the assistant camp director under under John for you know five years was awesome. Mm. I, I really have learned from one of the best and mm. John was, was so, he's a great leader and yeah. one, one of the things that makes him such a great leader is his enabling of other people underneath yeah. him, you know? Yeah, and I so I, there was nothing I felt like I was walking into that I hadn't seen before because okay. he was so good about sharing that responsibility with me. So what was the summer like? I mean, you know, dealing with the whole COVID and, uh, you know, with, with staff, with parents, with campers, but how did it, you know, j- just quickly how did it how did it work out yeah well i i hope if you're listening to this and you're and you're a summer staff either this past you know year or the year before that i think we can all say together dream job no yeah. matter what you know no matter the circumstance it was still a dream job to have um it was great it was so good and part of that was you know texas being very understanding with some of the regulations that they made uh, we were able to still have camp i know some states weren't you know, yeah, they, and they gave us the, the freedom to still operate, and uh, and we we took advantage of that as much as we could. Uh, we had a full staff. We had, I think it was just underneath, you know, eighty campers less than what we normally do. Wow! And so that was just a blessing to to know that families are still wanting to come out and, and support us. The kids were crazy. I mean, they were crazy. <laughs> I always tell the story the the first week. These group of boys they get off the bus, middle of the afternoon, and they are just screaming. For no reason, just, <laughs> just loud as loud as they can, just energy, just <laughs> flowing out of them, you know. And I just thought to myself, 
that's what happens when you pin up boys for months, <laughs> you know, and you give them a chance to release it. Yeah. They just release it, right. you know, and so it was, we had a ton of fun and we were just so thankful to do it, even though it was shorter than what we normally do. We're just thankful that, that we were a part of it and that the Lord had great opportunities to use his word. Um, and, and praise and the, the Lord, there was no, you know, nobody got sick. We didn't have one fever. Yeah. And we something. always have fever from, from yeah. you know, from heat exhaustion or anything, but not one in yeah. which we were we were worried about. And all the activities ran, the normal schedule. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yes, you did take precautions. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we didn't have, um, you know, we didn't have some weeks of camp. Um, we, we shortened it out not knowing, you know, what this was going to be like for, for some people who normally come for camp. Um, you know, we still had our, our, our staff wear masks when it wasn't an outdoor physical activity which is very rare because we're always doing something, you know, here for camp. Uh, but, but we had them do that. We, we didn't police the kids, you know, we, we, we left that to the family's you know, prerogative there. And, and I know they were very thankful and appreciative mm. of that. And then with, th- there's a lot of things that we do in camp anyway, that's already, you know, that's, you know, conscious of conscious of good health. So, yep. you know, there's, there's, there was always the hand sanitizer everywhere. And, yep. and then we have certain procedures that our, our nurse would, would follow you know, any kind yeah. of sickness. So we were already, a lot of the things that was required of us was already in place. There was just a few things we had to add to it, and you guys did that. Yeah, Rachel and, Gibson, our, our, our domestic coordinator, was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, she has so much added you know, to her responsibility list, and, and she knocked out of the park. Okay. Well, uh, one other thing about staff. You know, you've been here for seven years. Uh, what are some, what's one thing that you really enjoy about being on staff, and then what's been maybe the most challenging thing? Yeah, and some of the things I think we, we enjoy being up, about being on staff is some of the things we've already alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just how close the students are to us physically. Um, you know, we, they just come over whenever they they want to. You know, and a lot of girls can easily reach Jewel, mm-hmm. you know, being so close. And uh, I just have loved that. And in our office is just right here. You know, the amount of guys that come by my office just to, just to chat and talk about life and talk about things that they enjoy, you know, whether that's a spiritual or just a physical thing, you know, we, we can do that, you know, with them. And, and almost always those conversations, you know, they turn into spiritual conversations and fruitful conversations and good conversations. And so we love just the, the literal presence, you know, that we're so close with, with students that are at such a awesome stage of life, you know, the 18 to 25, I know some of you guys were older, you know, but still, you know, that generally that age of life, they, they, they want to be here. You know, I, when I was teaching high school as a student teacher, you know, it, it was tough. The students, you could tell they don't want to be in school. Yeah. If they could be anywhere else, they would be. Yeah. For the most part, our students who come here, they want to be here. Yeah. And that just creates such an atmosphere of, you know, desire and pursuit that, you know, it's just contagious. Right. So, yeah, that's that's one of the things that we love so much is how close we are to the students. Uh, physically, they can come over and, and we can, you know, get really, really close in, in a matter of nine months. Right. You know, with them, that really connects awesome relationships. And I think, you know, their involvement, like I mentioned already, <clears throat> in our families, their, their desire to be involved in our family. Um I think we were talking to one of the students this year and we asked her, you know, what's, what's something that you've been learning? What's something that's really been impactful for you? She said, honestly, watching you guys as a family. 
That has changed me in so many different ways. Wow. You know, and I just thought, wow, that's... You don't, don't even know don't what's happening. About, yeah, you yeah. know, you don't talk about that in class or yeah. anything. It's just something you do, right. you know? And they're and it's watching. I thought, wow, what a what a gift, you know, what a what a blessing. And it was very humbling, you know, just to to know that. And and so that's the family atmosphere that is at this Bible school, you know, at his hill. I know that's very much the case in a lot of different torchbearer centers, but um I just love how our families are, are so present around us in the ministry. Everything we do in ministry involves them, mm. you know, and vice versa. Yeah. Anything that's been, anything in particular has been challenging for you? Well, if Charlie's not listening, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as long as he's, he mutes this part. No, no, there's, of course, you know, any, any season of life, there's, there's going to be met with whatever, you know, the good seed the Lord is, is sowing. We know we have an enemy that's, that's active and he is in pursuit of, of wanting to distract us and, and, so the things that, that may be difficult, you know, we we realize God is able to use them, you know, and turn great fruit, you know, out of them. Okay. I think I think the challenge that really is just we are so involved, I think, with the students here that, you know, when it comes to the weekend, when it comes to Sunday, you know, it's like, do we really want to get involved in a small group? Mm-hmm. You know, do we... Do we want to go do extracurricular things that are outside of his hill, mm-hmm. you know, with like, you know, Bernie Bible church or, you know, even a different church. It's, that's, I think the biggest struggle and mm-hmm. we do, you know, we, we, we want to interact with other Christians, but then when the end of the week comes and we've been with students, you know, all week and for a lot of time through the weekend, it's like, ah, oh, we just don't have the energy, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get involved in things outside. Of that. And I think that's, that's what's tough. Um, that's the, the the balance and the struggle that we're, I think, currently kind of walking through. Okay, well, that it gives our alumni an idea of you know some things to pray for, you mm-hmm. know, with with to, to lift you and, and Jewel up with that, yeah. and uh, and you know I understand that uh, because it is a very very busy schedule to be on staff here. It it, it doesn't end just because it's five o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. because it is a discipleship ministry and it does it, it does sometimes it can become very taxing. It can be physically wearing at times. But uh, but you know that's I think that's a common thing for a lot of staff to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And we have to remind each other that, you know, that the Lord and I think this is good for alumni to hear too, because when they leave here, they often struggle with you know, how do I fit in? How do I, you know, how, how do I continue on? And, and uh, you know, it, it's just to, for us to encourage them that, you know, the, the Lord did not leave us parachurch. Didn't, he didn't leave us with his hill, although we believe that he, this is his ministry, mm-hmm. uh, that he has initiated this. But it's the church that he's left us with. And, and, and that's where we need to be active to... To uh, to be in obedience to him, to be in fellowship with other believers in in, in that way is what is his design, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 in doing so, you know we need to trust the Lord with that. You know I know a lot of our alumni can can really struggle, you know, with that after leaving here. Yeah, absolutely. And to to know it's the same principle. We trust the Lord. And we we look to Jesus and let Him work in our hearts, let Him work in the situations, and go with Him. And uh, you know that was something that my family had to deal with after leaving His Hill, and and we found that you know 
that we we needed to wait on him and we you know and now looking back on it we can see how he took care of those situations he did work in those things he did mm-hmm. bring about the the circumstances that needed to be brought about in order for us to grow for us to 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 uh, continue on with him and so i uh, you know having been on staff per- permanent staff full time staff for 23 years I, I i can understand you know what you're talking about but want to encourage you that you know, it's it's important that we we trust him, and we we obey him. You know that we walk with mm-hmm. him. Um, appreciate you being uh, open and just you know sharing something like that. Okay, now um, in uh, just to end our interview in the last few minutes here, we talked a little bit about um, your parents' divorce, and I was just wondering: is there anything that the Lord has worked in your heart had to take you through specifically? Uh, any kind of work he's had to do in you as a result of that? Hmm. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think the, the first thing that comes into my mind um, is that God is just, he's, he's sovereign in it. And when I, when I, when I mean by that big, big phrase, I know that that's, that's a big phrase. What I mean by that is, some people get really good examples, you know, from their parents' marriage mm-hmm. and, and that's what they see. And that's a great thing to emulate and, and to follow with. Um, and what the Lord has really impressed upon my life is, is through that one is that, you know, he loves marriage, mm-hmm. you know, like the marriage bond is just such a strong picture of the relationship of the Trinity. It's just, it's who he is, you know, it's, it's what he has designed us to know. And, um, and so with that, you know, that, that marriage is, is holy. It is good. It is beautiful. It is his design. And he, and he hates anything else. Okay. You know, not, not singleness, but, you know, he, he hates divorce. He hates um, the breaking of that because it, it, it really tarnishes the picture of, of, of who he is. And so, you know, it's, it's made me just so much appreciate and value my marriage with Jewel mm. to know that, you know, divorce is never on the table. It's, it, we're always going to fight for this mm. because it, it's, it's what he would do for us. You know, he laid his life down for us, uh, for his, his bride, his church as impure. And as much as we've, you know, have been faithless to him, he's still in pursuit of us. And so, right. you know, we're going to, we, Jewel and I are going to emulate that as much as possible, mm. you know, his, his pursuit of, of his church. And so I learned that, you know, through, a contrast, you know, way, but it was still a lesson I really needed to, to learn in that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a neat testimony to just, you know, just to say that the Lord can take something that's, that's not right mm-hmm. and use it in your life for the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know, that's, that, that's an incredible testimony. You know, he doesn't, he never leaves. He never forsakes. He loves us. And he, and he's about, he's, he's about working his good in us mm-hmm. and out of us. Mm-hmm. And so that's great. I appreciate that, Connor. Thanks for your time. Um, you know, if anybody is interested, you know, we want to, we want to do these interviews with the, with, with the staff so that our alumni uh, will get, you know, just get a better connection or, get, or gain some connection with what's going on here with our staff and, and especially those uh, alumni that haven't been around in a while and don't know the, the, the staff that are here now. And so if anybody would like to get in touch with you, I guess uh, your email is connor at org, right? And it's what I tell the students. 
C O N N O R. Okay. So if it goes to the E R at the end, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Someone else has that email, so you know, <laughs> <Okay>. sorry. <laughs> so Connor at hisheel.org, and if you yeah. want to talk to him, uh, he, uh, you can reach him through the office. Yeah. Just call the office here and ask for Connor. Uh, Connor is uh, along with um, other teachers on staff are available to, to, to come and and speak. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, at retreats, conferences. Uh, uh, if you're local, to lead a Bible study. Uh, so if you're uh, if you're interested in that, just contact Connor and, and talk with him about it. Connor, thanks for your time. Thanks yeah. for uh, visiting with me and for being so open. Kelly, this was that. this was a blast. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the His Hill Podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged through hearing Connor's testimony and all the things that God has used in Connor's life to reach him and teach him more about the way, the truth, and the life that is Jesus. If you have a moment, please be sure to follow us and consider leaving a review about the podcast on whatever format you're using to listen, as it helps spread the word about the podcast so that others may hear it and be encouraged in Christ. Bible school starts in 13 days, and we are gearing up to welcome students from all around the U.S., Canada, Europe, and Asia. Please pray for the incoming students as they travel and prepare to make Texas their new home. We are hosting our first family retreat this fall, and we are excited to welcome families to the Hill for a weekend of family activities and teaching. The family retreat is October 15th through the 17th please go to our website at hishill.org for more information and to register. Thank you again for listening to the His Hill Podcast. You've been listening to our host, Kelly Doherty, and our camp director, Connor Patterson. If you would like to get in touch with Kelly, you can contact him by email at kelly at hishill.org. You can also follow us on Instagram at the His Hill Podcast and on Facebook to keep up with all the happenings at the Hill. Be encouraged, alumni. He is for you. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. I'm Lizzie. Thanks for joining us.